<laughs> you did change the room, though. Like I didn't change the the room. Did not change. It's the same fucking room. Nothing. Cha- I just located myself. I mean, I did a full one eighty, like Katy Perry. Okay, uh-huh. a full one eighty. That's, That's it. Different. Shut the fuck up, Sin. Get out of this conversation. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again. Uh, same time, not same places. For, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Shut up. Go Nothing watch, has changed. Go watch the video portion of the prior podcast and then watch this one on the video form. Oh and you God. tell me, you let us know, has Endo's situation changed? Because it's the, the door... Same- it's the same fucking room, okay? Yeah. It's the same room. All I did was take my desk and put it back over here instead. A 180 degree movement. 180 that, degrees. That means it's different though, doesn't it? Shut your mouth. <laughs> I will go down there to fucking Maine. I swear to God, I'll kiss you on the mouth. I'll slap you silly, motherfucker. So if I were to put my desk on the jersey wall and put the jersey wall on the wall in front of me, has my room not changed? It is in the... Oh my god. Dude, how are you doing today? Tired. Mm. (laughs) But otherwise, good. That's good. Good to hear. You guys have been really busy over there. It's been a lot of broadcast work over with our friends at SportsGamer. SportsGamer SportsGamer.gg, of course. Yeah. Um, we're in the home stretch. Sin, we're in the home stretch. We have one more broadcast before going to Finland mm-hmm. in a little under two weeks' time. The home stretch. Where it's, you know, we, we've talked about this. We literally just did. It's bittersweet, right? It's bittersweet. You, you have a marathon like this. You get to the end of it. and You're just like, oh, I'm glad it's over. But I kind of miss it. But I'm glad it's over. So, you know. That's how we're going to feel about today's podcast, based off of how heated Endo is. <laughs> the room is still the same. It's the same room. Okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> I remember back when no one talked shit about my 15 layouts in a two-year span of being on the podcast. You know what? Next week, I'm going to go into this room. Remember this room? Where we first started this shit? That's where I'm going to go. In that room. I swear to God. Bitch, I swear to God. Hockey, right? 15 different layouts, but the room hasn't changed. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, I like variety. I keep things interesting. You never know where I'm going to go next. It could be in the bathroom. It could be in the bathtub. Bathtub stream. It could be in the closet. Maybe I am in the closet. Who knows? Who cares? Say hi to Tom Cruise for me. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. Uh, We will talk about hockey at some point today, I promise. But of course, as always, you can go to manscaped.com. You can use code TUGIE, that's C-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping again from our friends at manscaped.com, who have a variety of top-notch offers for you when it comes to the world of grooming. And of course, whether it be... Their lovely new Beard Hedger and the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, the number one tool to shave your face. Let me tell you, nothing comes close to it. Or, of course, the variety of other products that they have, including the Lawnmower 4.0. Perfect for, you know, all around body grooming, not just specialized to the groin. You can use that wherever the hell you want. 
and a variety of other products. Again, from our fine friends at Manscaped. Use code TUGI at checkout. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, let's get to some viewer questions. We're not quite speed running this podcast, but the sooner it's done, the sooner Sin can take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Our first question comes from RG Dust, and it is specifically for Endomills. How do you think you can evolve your no gameplay updates response to the EA NHL Twitter account? I feel like this is like a presidential address. Um, I'm not really sure how I can top up that joke because you're not, it's you're pretty... not getting voted in off of that response. Yeah, I'm not getting voted in at all. I mean, I mean, lesser speeches have gotten people elected. So, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe just different memes. Mm-hmm. I Do think you guys have the any best si- thing is to never change. Yeah, like that that's the meme It become you, yeah. you start with the meme and then you become the meme. That is the evolution. Think about yeah. G20 about in mirrored visors like <laughs> the man. Which, yeah, by change. the way, sorry to cut you off. Uh, Alex Ovechkin was asked about that and yeah. said he was not allowed to wear mirrored visors anymore because Marty Brodeur complained about not being able to see his eyes. So as I mentioned, G20, his natural enemy, Martin Brodeur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I had AJ complaining about me, like, yo, it's it's fucking annoying. I'm like, well, give the people what they want. I'm not going to stop. Like, it, 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 we want gameplay updates. We want the game to be better. So I'm going to spam the f- ever-loving fuck out of your replies on, you're lucky I'm only doing it on Twitter. I could move this over the Reddit and get banned in like five seconds. I could do this at the EA forums and get banned by the one dude who closed the... <laughs> I think I talked, I talked about this. So last time when they had the the, the patch update, um. Before the patch was even dropped, the the thread that was like, oh, give us your feedback on it was locked three hours before the patch dropped because people were like, what kind of fucking update is this? Like, where, where's, where's the gameplay? Where's this? Where's the where's the uh, where's the, the presentation update? Where's the, the line fixes for all this? Where's the uh, the new bug that the thing is like not displaying properly? And I think three hours before the patch dropped, the one of the community managers was like, we're going to lock this post now because no one's talking about the patch. I'm like, the patch hasn't dropped yet. How are you going to lock a thread for a patch when no one's had any feedback except for where the fuck's the update? And O'Mill's not going to change, unlike his background. Fuck you. (laughs) Really? 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 Black History Month, brother? Really? God, I've been pulling on people so much today. This month uh, so far, it's great. Love it. Anyway, it's your month, yeah. as you say. It's, it's my month, baby. From Nighthawk, what is your favorite myth, legend, bit of folklore from your hometown? If there we is won one. A, we won a Stanley Cup once. thank you everybody for watching and listening to another edition people wonder why i'm here god that in the ever-changing layout the brotherhood of the changing office oh man well, no, but... Sin, he set the bar high for us. Dude, um, yeah, I don't even know. I'm trying to think back to my hometown. <sighs> oh, man. 
legend folklore like right now what i'm trying to envision is just like i'm trying to like imagine oh i have it now yes oh okay i'm excited yeah there's this lady in like the late 1800s who lived up on uh we had like a hill. They called it Mountain Elcho, but it's a Mountain hill. A <laughs> it's a <laughs> no, like it was this lady, this single woman, like single wife, her, her a widow, like I believe that her husband died and shit, and uh, she had like nine kids, and just defended the fuck out of her residence from like all kinds of wild animals and shit, and like like with a shotgun. It, it's pretty wild. Like huh. the history of my hometown was pretty hickish. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the only thing I could really think of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We didn't. I can't recall any like crazy other weird things. Yeah, like I'm trying <clears throat> to. I'm trying to think. Um, there's one. God, there was one specific deal in regards to. Um, in regards to my hometown, um, aside from the typical, ooh, this place is haunted type of thing, which there was a particularly spooky house that was, was believable. Um, there was one known, and I had, I had to look it up to make sure I had the name right. The legend of Andre the Seal, who was abandoned by his mother and the harbor master found him and raised him. He would spend his winters on vacation at the Boston Aquarium where he'd be released into the waters and he'd swim back <laughs> for the summers. What the hell? <laughs> they'd bring him back to the aquarium and he'd swim back and was just apparently a local legend. He passed away in the, uh, the mid-80s. But shout out to uh, Andre the Seal who for whatever reason, for whatever reason, was apparently... Very attached to uh new mascot for me to elite. Oh man, yeah, Andre the go. Seal. That would require EA to add in content like yeah. different mascots, given that we've had, we've the, had same the same ones ma- forever. NHL 17. <clears throat> yep. That was the big update with the creation zone. They added yep. a lot of stuff in 17. Like it's even funnier too that the recent uh I think the recent add-ins that they had for the logos. We're like from that time or something like that, because the guy who gave out a bunch of logos for them, they had a whole bunch of them that weren't accepted by EA that were super awesome. They were it was like the one time that EA outsourced their work to someone and it was sick. Mm. And then never again. <sighs> never yeah, again. <laughs> NHL 17 was the same game, too, that had, again, 14 out of 30 teams with their proper goal song. And then by the yep. next year, half of those songs disappeared and the year after that, they were gone. We peaked at 17. Usually, you know, <laughs> we all peaked in high school anyway. So <laughs> EA Sports peaked in high school. That is that's a good tweet. That's a good, t- <laughs> that's a good episode title, too. Um, ooh, OK, so uh, another another interesting one here um, from Nighthawk or excuse me. Uh, that was the last one from Nighthawk from Broken Wheelchair. Who would you consider your team's biggest draft bust ever? Oof. Now, obviously, that's that's a lot of history to go through, clearly. Um, and because of that, I'm going to kind of uh, 
have some assistance here uh, for you guys as much as I can. Um, and I think primarily it'll be looking back at first overall or first round picks, right? So for the Sharks, you start off. Pat Falloon had a solid career. Mike Rathji probably takes the lead. Uh, he was Victor pretty good, Cos- Victor Kozlov. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in comparison to, like, Mike Rathji, if he's your biggest bust, that's not that bad. Uh, Jeff Friesen was solid. 1995 for the Sharks. Teemu Rihayarvi. Zero career NHL games played. One was overall. He yeah, that's, 95. Pretty, that's a pretty big fucking bust. <laughs> the Jeez. next pick, J.S. Jaguar. <clears throat> Jay Wait, McKee. What? We picked yeah, J.S. Jaguar? Uh, no, I'm saying in the 95 draft, oh, the next oh, pick after oh. Hayardi <laughs> was Jaguar. Uh, do you know who Jaguar was picked by, though? It was what? Do you know who Jaguar was picked by, though? Obviously, mm. it oh. indicate that it wasn't Anaheim. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, I think I should know this. I watched that video of the guy who made, like, whatever happened to videos, and he did Jaguar. No idea. I can't Hartford remember Whalers. shit. What? Damn, Hartford, Hartford Whalers. That's an old yeah. bitch. Um, there were some decent players in the first round of the 95 draft, but yeah, that's that's the first real miss. Andre Zuzin, Patrick Marlowe, what a bust. Um, <laughs> Damn. Scott Hannon, Marco Sturm. All great, Brad all solid. Stewart, solid. Jeff Jilson. I mean, if, it would probably yeah. be Jeff Jilson so far if it wasn't for Yarvi. Yeah, he still played in the NHL, though, but he wasn't tremendous. Yeah. Uh, 2002, Mike Morris. 27th Bust. overall, didn't play a single game for the Sharks. Um, goodness. Uh, Jim Slater was taken after that. Jarrett stole Tim Brent in the second round. I mean, yeah, you could. Hard to go back could, into that one because it was such a different way to draft back then, too. You're looking mm-hmm. for different players constantly. Uh, so, yeah, you have to kind of almost specify era. But, like, the most recent bust I can think of was Mirko Mueller. Mm. Like that was just bad. Yeah, mid so mid to late two thousands, right? Two thousand four was Lucas Kaspar only played sixteen career yep. NHL games for the Sharks as the twenty second overall pick. Later in the first round, Andre Mazaros, Corey Schneider, Mike Green. That was a rough one. Uh, two thousand six, they took Ty Wishart, only twenty six career NHL games <laughs> played. He was a big as fuck too man he was huge <laughs> uh nick patrecki 2007 we had some um, misses there but also we were drafting late because we were a goddamn yes. beast of a team every single year so it was always late 20s like in that era yeah your most recent one i mean mirko mueller nikolai goldobin yeah he was pretty good there Cause, but he was taken again, kind of in the twenties. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, because when I think, yeah, true busts for me, it's like at least taken in the top fifteen. Because you expect those guys to be NHLers at least to some capacity. Yeah. And then obviously too, I mean, you could start to argue uh, where does where does Ryan Merkley end up on that list, given that he was just traded away? Yeah, that, that's a pretty big one. Um, again, but he slid su- super far down the draft. Was he taken twenty fourth or twenty sixth? Something Can't like that, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to quantify what you consider busts to be. I think Mueller was taken in the teens, so that's why I would consider him a bigger bust than Merkley, because yeah. he also didn't have all kinds of question marks of like, you know, attitude, defensive issues. He was supposed to be solid, and Sharks rushed him along, and they kind of made him into a bust too. <clears throat> they tried to play him way too early in the NHL. 
the Leafs. Now, they have a pretty good track record dating back over the past decade in terms of first-rounders. Morgan yeah. Riley, William Nylander, Marner, Matthews, Sandine. The only real miss in 2013 was Freddie Gauthier, but even then, he wasn't bad. You go back to 2011. Tyler Biggs, Stuart yeah. Percy, both yeah. in the first round. Fucking oof. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. Before oh, that, man. you really, I mean have to go pretty far back. I gotta be honest, like in Endo's lifetime, the Leafs, when they've made their first round picks, haven't been that bad. Like, I'm scrolling back to 1999 for their next big miss in the first round, 24th overall, Luca Serreta, who never Dude, played an NHL game. So That 99 draft, nobody made it. Nobody had any success. Jesus. Okay. The Leafs, are you looking at it, or can I quiz you I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. The Leafs made nine picks in 1999, Sin. Guess the amount of combined games played in the NHL. Uh, 56. Lower. Endo, you want to give them the answer? Three. What? Only one dude played NHL games. It was three. Pierre Hedin, who was the eighth-round pick for them. Ow. 239th overall. Holy crap. You know, once upon a time, I debated doing a video series called Worst Draft Ever, where I go through each team and talk about their worst draft ever. Endo, you're willing to be on the Leafs version to talk about? We'll do some research about this 99 draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do it. Let's fucking go. And I was um, like, this ruined my life when I was in diapers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Oh, yeah, man. for the most part, through the 2000s, the Leafs weren't that bad. Um, you know, into the 90s, <laughs> and obviously there's fucking all the history in the world for Toronto to talk about first rounders. But we just traded part, everyone away. Yeah, we just traded everyone away. A lot of good regular season success and then just they, nothing for playoffs. They didn't have that many first round picks, too. You'll notice kind yeah. of in those 2000s when they still had Matt Sundin and they were going for it. They they traded away a lot of firsts. Oh, <laughs> well, they went for it. All right. They did. Reminder, Tuka Rask was given to the Bruins for basically nothing because the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Pogi was the future. <laughs> and he played seven fucking games. Mm. And they're all for the Leafs and they buried him in the minors. Jesus. God. So now he's still now yeah, he's, he's most still known now. for that AHL meltdown. Yeah, <laughs> and he plays right now for Wolfsburg, the Grizzly Adams Dell. So that brings us to the Boston Bruins. Any guesses on the biggest bust ever for the Boston Bruins? Hmm. <laughs> any any idea what draft class I get to mention now? Yeah, it's got to be 2015. Um, Y'all went back to back to back. Is it, it or would it be Zaboral? Isn't Zaboral playing now? Zaboral is still with the Bruins. He has 68 career games played. Got to be Any Seneshin. guesses on how many NHL games Zach Seneshin has? Like 10? Two. Six, 16. Ugh. What's hey, the so. other guy they got in that? It was Boral Seneshin. Oh, Debrusque. Okay, at least he's fucking decent. But yeah, that was a immediately yes. after Zach Seneshin, Barzal, Connor, Shabbat. 
Later in the round, Besser, Konechny, Beauvillier. <sighs> um, aside from that, 2012 first rounder, Malcolm Subban. That did not work out at all. No. Especially taking a goalie that early. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2009, 25th overall first rounder, Jordan Caron. Um, he was a bit better than the other two that we mentioned so far, but immediately after him was Kyle Palmieri. Some other guys towards the beginning of the second round. 2008, Joe Colborn. That, uh, <laughs> Not that even didn't Braden. work. <laughs> didn't work very well. Uh, immediately after him, Jake Gardner, Luca Spiza, Michael Delzato, Jordan Ooh. Eberle. Ooh. 2008. Zach Hamill. Yeah, 20 who? career games of Zach Hamill at, at eighth overall, selected one pick before Logan Couture. My boy, Cooch. Playoff and, Cooch himself. And Brandon Sutter and Ryan McDonough and Lars Zeller and Kevin Shack. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Bruins, um, I loved him too, but 2005 was Matt Lashoff, 22nd overall. Uh, God, just, yeah, don't don't look back at 2007th overall, eight games of Lars Janssen. <laughs> Jesus. And 14 games of 27th overall, Martin Samuelson. Damn, you've had some misses. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's like sharks have gotten guys where they could have gotten some better guys, but like, yeah, we don't have that many misses. Oh, out of the three of our favorite teams, I would certainly argue the Bruins have the worst track yeah. record for busts. Yeah, that's a crazy thing about 2015 as well. It's like even when they were making the picks, everyone's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, <laughs> these mm-hmm. are not good picks. I've never seen, you know, oftentimes like, oh, yeah, this guy's got potential. Like you think of like the hype level between Line a and Pooley how similar that they were supposed to kind of be. And then mm-hmm. Pooley could be argued that he's kind of a bust at this point. Um, but yeah, for, for <laughs> that one, they're just like, oof. Oh, God. Well, it's always fun when I get to talk about <laughs> this pure trash drafting for the Boston yeah. Bruins. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. I just looked at Phil Kessel. You know, he's like going to hit a thousand points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one's talking about that. That's pretty. We, we that's talked pretty about big. it at some point here on the podcast. I remember that he's going to hit yeah. a thousand points with the Coyotes. <laughs> Yeah, and I was going to do it with Vegas. He's, I think, this is just yeah, one Vegas, year on yeah. his deal. He has one year on his deal now. I think he definitely re-signed to hit that thousand mark. Yeah. Even looking at like his production, usually it was like mostly goals. Like you know him as a goal scorer, but Jesus Christ, he had forty-four assists on Arizona last year. Forty-four, Christ! Someone had to pass someone the puck to get the puck back in there. The final question comes from Tomas. Trivia in a sense, I had to reword this basically, but what NHL game had the worst? Now it says NHL game. I'm going to restrict it to EA NHL game. Uh, had the worst rated cover athlete. Uh, so the problem hmm. with this, right, is in terms of going back, obviously, like I'm not going to go off of ratings because, I mean, they changed so much. But in terms of the idea of like who was like the the weakest player to end up on a cover of a game, 
Um, Glenn Healy was apparently on the cover of NHL Hockey 91. Uh, NHL PA <laughs> NHL PA 93 had Rod Brindamore, Mike Richter, and Randy Mahler. So it might very well be Randy Mahler. Um, 94, Thomas Sandstrom, Andy Moog. So you got those Tom options. Way back, man. Like, I, I don't even remember. Like, I was too right. young to even know what they were at the time. So I'm looking back through, right? And in more recent memory, um, at least in times for games that we'd all be experienced with, it it gets difficult because the answer is probably Dion Phaneuf. Right? Yeah. Like NHL 09, like the answer is probably Dion Phaneuf in terms of like the least amount of, of star power at a given time. Yeah, I'm gotta, I gotta just look at what the cover athletes have been. It's easy to forget. Yeah, here I can. Uh, I just sent you a link here in our little chat Perfect, on, uh, yeah. on this. But yeah, I mean, obviously, unless you were gonna argue like most recent being Trevor Zegras and just like, oh, he hasn't done much yet. I mean, you could certainly argue that. But yeah, there's a lot of these covers where it's like, okay, Matthews has been on twice. Ovechkin's been on twice. Um, PK certainly has more name value than a, than a Dion. Um, Obviously, McDavid, Tarasenko. I mean, that's that's a tough question. I mean, the answer, though, more than likely, yeah, you would have to go back to some of those early, early editions in terms of who was on these and ones that kind of make sense. Yeah, Eric Stahl is an argument, but at the time he was killing it. Right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. so here, let's let's I'll, I'll look up Eric Stahl. Oh, there's here. one. Fucking Patrice Bergeron. on the cover of the best video game of all time yeah i think you could argue pk suban on nhl 19 but then again Uh, i think at the time he had a different a a decent year i just checked he was an 88 overall it looks like the lowest is a tie between uh neon fanuff at 86 and 09 and then patrick kane at 86 and 10 Mm. So yeah, yeah like if like that was the original, star. his potential was like five gold star though, <laughs> right? Like yeah. if that's the question of like who was the lowest when they were on the cover, who the fuck knows? But in a general sense, in terms of like star power, for like who was the weakest cover athlete? Actually, um, wait, uh, Martin Broder was an eighty-five overall as a goalie. So ah, uh, does that really count? Or I mean, was at the time, for... yeah. I mean, given he was yeah. on the cover for NHL fourteen, yeah. But obviously. Like I said, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, yeah, he was kind mm-hmm. of on the cover at the uh, the end of his career. I wanted to look. So Dion was on the cover for NHL 09. Yep. So he would have been coming off of a 60-point season with Calgary, in which he was an all-star. He got heart votes. Norris, he finished second in Norris voting that season. Uh, behind, and I'm so glad that Hockey Reference has this, he finished second in Norris voting. Behind Nick Lidstrom, which I mean, yeah, it's fucking Nick Lidstrom. Uh, PK, when he was on the cover, which was what, 19? 19, yeah. He was coming off of a 59-point season with the Preds. He finished third in the Norris voting. And then Eric Stahl was NHL 08, and he was coming off of a point-per-game season. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, even then, right, like some of those guys you might look at with hindsight, it's like, well, they were coming off of at least pretty good seasons at the time. So it would kind of lead you to think like Randy Mahler is 
had to have been the worst. But again, the ratings, if you were looking at it from that perspective, were yeah. dr- like Sin said, drastically different. And also, that that was at a time they didn't have like a cover athlete. They had like an action shot with multiple yes. people in each thing. It was, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, we hadn't got to that point of marketing yet because video games were still so new. Right. 100% on point. <clears throat> With that, everybody, we'll say thank you for the questions and we'll move on to, uh, well, we got about three different topics to discuss today because, again, it was All-Star Weekend. Not much happened. We will talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, but two signings happened. Well, technically three. Shout out to Cole Smith in Nashville, but I mean, come on. Um, Sonny Milano re-signed with Washington. Three years, just under $2 million. Got 22 points in 40 games. Not bad. Good for Sonny Milano to find kind of a, a landing spot. Now at 26. Kind of blew my mind he was 26. But for the third podcast in a row, let's talk about Bo Horvat, gentlemen. (laughs) We can't escape him. He is omnipresent. Bo Horvat has re-signed with the New York Islanders. How quickly that story changed about, oh, he might end up walking away and being a free agent. Like, that narrative's dead. He is there. And for a long time. Eight years, eight and a half million Per season for Bo Horvat has 54 points in 49 games this year. This is the Islanders cap situation moving forward. Uh, James Johnson put out this tweet. In three years, the Islanders are going to have 30-year-old Horvat making 8 million, 35-year-old Anders Lee making 7, 34-year-old Brock Nelson making 6, 35-year-old Kyle Palmieri making 5 million, 34-year-old Paggio making $5 million, and 34-year-old Casey Sezikis making $2.5 million. Let Lou cook. <laughs> That's an amazing tweet, by the way. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting because that's just the uh that's just the forward core, right? That's the signed long-term forward core. Defensively, the only other guys who will be signed heading into that season are Ryan Pollock and Adam Pellick, making a combined $11.9 million. And of course, in that time, the season before uh, would have been the time where Ilya Sorokin would need a new contract. He signed, by the way, to just $4 million this year and next. Um, bold strategy for one Lou Lamorello future. Present, always, GM of the year. GM of the year. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never end. Um, Lou Lamorello is 80 years old. Why the fuck is he still working? (laughs) I was going to say, not to be rude, but how relevant is that to the conversation of the Islanders being in a pretty interesting cap situation moving forward? Not to be ageist, but... I'll be ageist. Retire! 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 (laughs) Quit! Sell the team! Retire! Retire! (laughs) And uh, we're still working Uh, on putting out that that highlight video, aren't we? Yeah, it's actually um, rendering out right now. I'm just cutting up all things automatically, so it's super easy for me to go. Please don't have have me and Reaver screaming at each other in that. (laughs) No, I've... I think I have that, and it just zooms in the Tugi's face. Oh, and they're just don't. going at it. <laughs> it just texts, we have fun here. For those who missed it, we played some EASHL, and uh, it was fun. 
was a very fun Didn't night. We lose, did we? <laughs> we lost one, and then uh... and we oh, shat yeah. on them. Oh yeah, that <laughs> so I, see, hard. I didn't count that as a loss because like all those goals were trash, dude. <laughs> but oh we my absolutely... god, we got ten right, ten to one against yep. them in the rematch. <laughs> ten, ten. ten. <laughs> oh, that poor goalie. He was good, like as yeah. the oh, best player man. on their team, and we just shat on him. <laughs> he had like forty-two shots against. So it was ridiculous. <laughs> Like we, I love how we play, dude. We're like a fucking, we're treating it like an actual NHL game, just ripping pucks on constantly. God, I just sweated the fuck out of that. Hell yeah! I think I locked Polina out. So hold on, go continue your conversation. I'll catch up. So the New York Islanders, <laughs> <laughs> they're not ready for esports. I don't think they're esports ready either. So basically, uh. They're going for it, right? Like you don't yeah. trade for Bo Horvat and then re-sign him to eight years unless you're going for it. Again, like bold strategy. I still say, like if they make the playoffs, they could be that kind of stealthy team that two to ones people and surprises people. Yeah, but man, like the deconstruction of this team, if it becomes clear that it's not going to work, I. I mean, you're no longer talking really about the Matt Barzal, you know, window unless it's yeah. like the end of his window at that point, and he's just 25. So here's the thing, though, they did just leapfrog Florida. They only I have mean, one more team, two more teams <laughs> to leapfrog to get into the playoffs. Yes, those teams have games in hand, but leapfrogging would indicate having to jump over them. I think they just stepped over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they just avoided the corpse. <laughs> I just walked right around the floor. <laughs> yeah fuck oh, all right i'm back god dude the florida panthers oh my god i'm sorry like again we keep changing the subject about the islanders but islanders fans i feel like you're in the same boat of like yeah we don't know either we just gotta hope it works mm-hmm. the florida panthers have a worse points percentage than detroit the new york islanders and the buffalo sabers and i feel like we don't talk about that enough because it's Florida. And I say we as in hockey. Yeah. We're not talking about that enough because it's almost like expected that the status quo is like, oh, whatever, we shit on Florida for so long, so now they're kind of bad again, so whatever. Um that could be a disaster for them. for them. Oh, it, it's already a disaster. They're, they don't have first yeah. round picks for the next three years. God, is it that many? Yes. It's a hundred percent that many. I'm pretty yep. sure. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucked. Like they, they were so close to they, they got there. They're like, hey, we're a playoff team now. They got shat on. They panicked and did something stupid. Yep. I'm sorry. The Kachuk trade is still stupid. I don't care how good he is doing for him. You know who you could use on that team? Mackenzie Weger. It's true. However, have you considered that according to Cap Friendly six hours ago, their defense pairings are Gustav Forsling, Aaron Ekblad, Mark Stahl, Brandon Montour, and Josh Mohora with Radko Gudis. Yeah, I'm really fucking excited in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Just Jesus. saying. Yeah, uh, that you gave up analytical darling Mackenzie Weger and then tried mm-hmm. to rationalize about he turned the puck over in the playoffs. You fucked yeah. up. Yeah, you over. Did he give the puck? You did the the the. the the painful mistake that the Leafs did on such a larger scale. The Leafs just went out and got some, you know, third, fourth liners who had sandpaper. You went out and got the biggest sandpaper in the NHL 
yes, he's been having a great year, but you gave up so, so much. And they're in a rough spot. If they miss the playoffs again for the next, like, missing the playoffs one out of these three years is already really bad. If you continue to miss, like, you're fucked. You have mm. nothing. Nothing to show for any. Oh, uh, yeah. Reminder, because I had to have the knife twisted on me about 2015. Uh, to twist the knife on uh, Panthers fans really quickly. Their first round pick this year belongs to Montreal. Ty Smolanich, a fourth. We just mentioned this trade, too. Cedric Quidon yeah. was that pick. And a conditional 2023 first. Uh, that is uh, a weird one. Because it's it's top 10 protected. And literally, it says, in the event that the Panthers retain their 2022 second round pick, they'll no longer own their 2023. And Montreal would get their 2024. Uh, the result was that the, yeah, the Habs do have the 2023 pick. Okay. So, yeah. Ben Sherratt for their first round pick this year. Yep. Next year's first round pick. Owen Tippett, a 2023 third and a 2024 first which is conditional because, of course, for Claude Giroux, Jermon Rufsov, Connor Bunneman, and a fifth. Claude Giroux, who currently plays for the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> and they their 2025 up, first rounder, Huberto, Wegar, Cole Schwint, and the first for Matthew Kachuk in a conditional fourth. You blow it up! What are the conditions you on the 24th? Because oh, that, it, it can't obviously include the 25th if they gave that up, too. Like all of their picks are conditional and like lottery protected, and I think oh, it just okay. slides down further. Right, yeah. It's Fuck really it, but... so. Yeah, the conditions on the 2025 first that Florida sent to Calgary is a lottery pick, uh, resulting in Calgary receiving the 2026 first instead. So yeah, basically, just they might not even have their 2026 first rounder at this rate. Ooh. But the New York Islanders though. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks made another trade. This time, sending defenseman Jacob Megna to the Seattle Kraken for a fourth round pick this year. Megna signed 800K for this year and next. Was playing a lot with Eric Carlson, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they were taking their daughters to ballet together. It was fucking cute. And mm. Melinda Carlson's real sad. Mm. Oh, I'm sad. It was so fucking cute, man. Like, oh, they were like I... doing ballet with their daughters, too. It was adorable. I don't get this trade. We like building Good. up players and then trading them. Where are the Oakland yeah. days? Good <laughs> locker room. Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Cole got traded to Baltimore. He oh, did. Man. Yeah. Good. We play, I, we play the games more often. Anyways, yeah, continue. Right. I don't get this trade for the sole purpose of why now? Seems like a good locker room guy playing really strong defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. One it's year Middleton. left on his deal at 800K. Middleton why all over now? again. It's Middleton all over again. It's DeMello yeah. all over again, although DeMello was involved in the Carlson trade. But yeah, it's Middleton all over again. Um, I don't know why, why the Sharks are doing this. And yeah, and you're making a good point. Why now? Uh, if, he's if not do a guy it, to unload to tank. Like, yeah. Hmm. Like if you're going to do it next year, you would think like if you, yeah. if your thought process is, well, when his contracts up, we're going to have to sign into two, three million and we don't want to do that. And he'll be, you know, 31 
at the time, trade him next year where his yeah. value might be even higher. Unless you think this is his peak and his peak is a fourth rounder. Nah. And like you said, like, is he, is he affecting the team in such a positive light that it's worth getting rid of him now? Yeah, I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I don't know if Seattle really wants a defender, squeeze a third out of him, at least for what Megan has been doing, the ice time he's beginning as solid as he's been playing. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't been blown away by Greer's moves quite yet. Yeah, and I mean, to kind of talk about that, I was going to say I wanted to bring up his uh, trade history. I think NHL trade tracker is fully updated. It is not. Well, shiz. Well, hey, what are you going to do? In fairness, I could I could look it up. But yeah, in a general sense, I, I think I I think I tend to agree with you. Uh, oh, OK, never mind. Cap friendly does have it. Uh, so holy shit. He has made so many trades so far. <laughs> He's yeah, been yeah. in charge for seven months. Here are his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine trades in seven months. I mean, he's active. Like, he's active at least. And that's what you need out of this situation. So he's... it was um, dropping back in the first round as Arizona traded up to get Connor Geeky. You guys ended up with Philip Beestead, Cameron Lund, 34th, and Matthias Havlid, 45th. Luke Coonan for John Leonard in Phillip the third. Philip Beestead. <laughs> The Bring beast back steed. the beasted. <laughs> um, fifth round pick swap, seventh round pick swap. Brent Burns to Carolina, Aiden Hill to Vegas, Jasper <laughs> Weatherby to Detroit. Mm. Uh, Merkley trade a couple weeks ago, and now this. It's interesting. He's definitely shuffling the chairs. Yeah, still unhappy about Jasper. Yeah, but uh, the more I understood what he was doing, he's like, he's just trying to make the AHL team better and let them have, you know, more playoff shot. So I get it from that sense. Maybe Jasper doesn't make it, but still, I feel like you could have got at least a pick back with that fucking career 31 year old AHLer. Yeah, <laughs> but Iserman, Iserman went laser eyes again. So that's what he does. I don't pay attention to the AHL at all anymore. I mean, I, I, mean I yeah, I, I do. I do now because all oh, the sh- the Sharks future is right there, dude. Eklund, oh, yeah. Bortolo. Fuck. Yeah. I talked about it before how, um you know, before COVID hit, Pauline and I were talking about getting like tickets for AHL games and all that stuff like that. Getting like full on like box seats to go watch it just to watch the development of the game. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, like, Tukey's making a weird uh, face. Yeah. I don't understand why. Sorry. You mentioned to make the Sharks better, or the Barracuda better. They are currently 27th out of 32 teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It, it, again, like, it's not great. Like, I, that was that was the rationale that I heard. That was the only rationale mm. I could think of. I thought it was looking at me because I said I was going COVID. And I thought I was going to make it to a really, really dark spiral. But, like, yeah, we're looking at getting um, box seats uh, next time. So if you guys ever come to Toronto... You know, just, you know, we'll just go down because it's super cheap. Like if you compare the prices for like regular season box seats compared to like NHL and AHL, obviously it's a big market and everything. And Toronto's crazy. I'm surprised how affordable it is for like glass seats or box seats for minor league hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. For the amount it would cost you to get one seat and a glass seat, you could get gla- like a season pass glass seats for an NHL game. So like the price of one NHL game to a 10 is basically like a season's 
a season pass for um, an AHL game, which is insane in comparison because of how quality, how high quality the team is and has been. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Marlies are first in the North Division, one of five yeah. AHL teams with over a 700 point percentage, along with the Providence Bruins. Um, yeah. By the way, the Coachella Valley Firebirds are dominating the AHL right now. So shout out to Seattle. Fuck is up, the, worst, the worst team in the AHL. The San Diego Gulls. Anaheim, you might be fucked. <laughs> the NHL <laughs> yeah. team's this bad. The AHL team is easily the worst in the AHL. They are the only team to have under a 300 points percentage. They're at .261. And there's only one other team to have under a 400, and that's Henderson, also in their division. They are absurdly terrible. To note, Henderson Silver Knights are the affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights, who have gone all in 24-7. So it's expected that their AHL team is going to be abysmal because Mm. Vegas high rollers. Am I right? There you go. And uh, Vegas. uh, Let me check where they are on the standings. They've been sliding recently. Um, I hope they continue to slide. Also is wins, right? It would be funny. It would be. Yeah, Uh, dude, they're down to third now. They were in first. Remember? Oh, they're only behind by like two points or one point and stuff, but also Edmonton's catching up. It's a close race in the Pacific. Colorado has three games in hand and is five points behind. Oh, Mm -hmm. knock Vegas out. Knock Vegas out. (laughs) Man, crazy Uh, how, how, how things are with the. Here's how you can tell how good a team is based on their AHL or deprovement. Like, the Penguins used to be good. Now Wilkes-Barre sits in dead last in the Atlantic, and like their ECHL team is not doing any better whatsoever. Ah, crazy. To end this podcast on a low note, <laughs> let's talk about the All-Star Weekend. <laughs> the, <sighs> the fun stops here. It's NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, I didn't watch much of the game itself, but I did watch a good amount of the skills. What a horrible television product. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. The the pacing is horrific. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. The time, the downtime between games, showing like the first round, oh, we'll come back for the second round later. Like just, it's bad. Highlighted by the whole splash shot event. Which was the? <laughs> they needed Chris Smoove, man. They're in Florida. Why didn't they fucking get Chris Smoove? They should have. Just have him sitting there with a microphone every time they hit it. Splash! Splash. <laughs> just the him of the video, him in the shower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, God, you reaching? I'm teaching. Uh, if you sag off, your swag's off. <laughs> Splash! Oh my god. I'm mean, like, one day when he use that in an esports call, just someone just dunks it on someone, he dunks it! Splash! I, I love him so much, I just looked. Um, One of his, like, thing, splash the like button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he's brilliant branding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much so. He, uh, man, he's, he's still as consistent as ever with his uploads. He's he's currently playing through Hogwarts Legacy on YouTube. 
Oh, that's gonna. Oh, that's, the, that's the one person who I'll watch play Hogwarts Legacy is Chris. Yeah, I know, man. Like, ugh, I want to play that game, but I have to wait to get it till I'm back from Finland because I know I'm just gonna disappear into it. Expect and I also don't want to watch from... anything. Anyone yeah. play it? Dude, he yeah. doesn't even really upload NBA anymore. He uploads NBA highlights and then like he played through Forspoken. Uh, he's yeah he up well, he was doing 2K. Um. He was ripping, ripping on career mode, like, like once a week. It made you do skateboarding quests and stuff like that. Like it was <laughs> awful. You had to do rap battles to be, and then you, they, they they would lock your next game until you did some of those city quests. I remember oh. seeing his video talking about that. Oh my god, horrible, absolutely brutal. Uh, much like the NHL Skills Cup. Uh, yeah, splash shot. Literally, it was like okay. One person on the left, one person on the right. There are surfboard targets. You have to hit the surfboards to make them fall and then shoot the target to dunk your opponent's partner. But they went one at a time. So the person in the first tank always got dunked. Mm -hmm. And then the people in the second position were shooting at surfboards that were malfunctioning and would not fall. The NHL, ladies and gentlemen. So dumb. You had pitch and puck, which was golf, basically. Hockey, golf. Where the winner, Nick Suzuki, won free Chipotle for a year. Chipotle is not available in Montreal. You know where it is available? Toronto. There you go. Trading. And guess what? <laughs> And guess where the guess where they're going next year? Toronto. So they'll be able to use the Chipotle next year. <laughs> Unless it expires. He'll have to load up. Oh man. They should make him a franchise owner just for that. Uh, Nick <laughs> That'd be great money. Chipotle. That'd be great money to be like Shaq and be a franchise owner for a Chipotle in like Montreal and just kind of just get the royalties off of that. It would work. Mm -hmm. Damn, hire me. Uh there was the Tendi tandem, which sucked. It's like, hey, basically, can you watch a goalie score a goal? That'll be fun. It wasn't. Uh, Andre. Oh, man. <laughs> Andre Svechnikov, one fastest skater. The wrong Svechnikov, as we call him. <laughs> Elias Pedersen won hardest shot at 103.2. Surprising. Here's <laughs> yeah right i mean yeah. he um god who did who finished second in that one i forget because who gives a fuck um kevin hayes was it kevin hayes i don't know I um, think it was. it's you know so patterson like i'm not surprised people mention kind of like you know just his his kind of mechanics in terms of shooting um hardest shot for me maybe it's because we were uh we were spoiled I don't want to see Elias Pedersen in the hardest shot. We were spoiled by Zdeno Chara and Shea Weber boy fucking hitting off. <laughs> Shea, Weber Shea Weber, let me tell you. <laughs> we were fucking spoiled by those guys just yeah. fucking cranking these shots. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but... Who, who was it that one year that upset everyone? Was it Mazaros? Mathot? Uh, so I'm actually looking at the winners, right? 
Um, Zdeno Chara won the event from 2007 to 2012. <laughs> shooting anywhere from 100 miles an hour to capping out at 108.8 in 2012. <laughs> so sick, dude. Yeah. There was then a three-year break. In 2015, Shea Weber hit 108.5. The next year was 108.1, and then 102.8 to win it consecutively. Then you had Ovi win it in 2018 at 101, John Carlson at 102, and then Shea Weber came back in 2020 to hit 106.5. <laughs> and then Hedman and Pedersen are the last two winners, both at 103.2. I don't know. There was just something about this where I'm just like, I want to see a giant on skates. <laughs> like, I, my fucking brain went full Joe Rogan. It's like, no offense to Elias <laughs> Pedersen. It's not like he's a small guy at 6'2", but I want to see these fucking six, eight gargantuan dudes who would have been fucking warriors on the battlefield clubbing people to death. I want to see them shoot a hockey puck as hard as they fucking can. Is that so wrong? Like, fuck. Anyway. Jamie, pull up that clip of that guy getting beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and then fastest skater. It's like, Have cool, you ever taken a era. slap shot on DMT? <laughs> <laughs> Can I put DMT slap shot as the episode title? Find out. It's in competition with EA oh. Peaked in High School and Madame Zeroni. Um. (laughs) oh god um yeah like i said hardest shot fastest skater i don't know it just doesn't appeal to me as much anymore like fastest skater it seems like we've kind of peaked at just how fast somebody can go um (sighs) dylan larkin cheated yeah like 13.1 is the fastest someone's ever gone in fastest skater it's like and i i don't know how someone will be able to top it essentially and maybe we're at that same point for hardest shot i don't know um brock nelson won the accuracy competition um which was boring and terrible until Connor mcdavid stepped up and embarrassed everyone by going four for four in the first round only to then lose because the tournament's weird like he lost to kadri in round two and then nelson beat Kadri, so cool. Um, there was the breakaway challenge, which was incredibly cringe. Won by Ovi. Ovi Jr., even though his name is Sergey, he's not a junior. And Sidney Crosby, who were all teaming together. The highlight of this was Kirill Kaprizov looking bored out of his fucking mind, essentially babysitting for the night. The funniest part of this was the Florida Panthers. Uh, being put on blast by the Capitals' Twitter account saying, try not to draft Sergey early like they did with Alex. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know that story, the Florida Panthers did try to draft Alex Ovechkin a year early and were rejected, I believe, twice. Like, it was twice at the draft that they tried in 2003 to take Ovi in round seven and were denied twice. That's um, bizarre. What the fuck? Third time's a charm, right? Jesus. Yeah, so according to a 2003 article in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Florida general manager Rick Dudley attempted in four different rounds to draft Ovechkin, arguing that 
if leap year dates were taken out of the equation, Ovechkin would actually turn 18 four days before his recognized birthday and thus oh would be God. eligible for the 2003 drafts. <laughs> what the hell? Imagine a GM this past year arguing, no, we're allowed to take Connor Bedard right now. Thank you. Leap years. <laughs> That's that's such a big dick move, though. Like <laughs> at the same time, you're just like, <laughs> and that GM was Michael Scott. That's some Henry like, the Eighth shit right there. I'm the fucking oh my- Pope now. Ha ha ha. Never thought we'd get a Henry the Eighth reference on this podcast, right? Uh, Jesus, it's more of a Robin <laughs> Williams reference into his stand-up, but yeah. Um. Now again, the skills oh, competition sucked. Um. Mark Mathot called it cringe on Twitter. He wasn't wrong. Trevor Zegras posted the yawning emoji on Twitter. Um, and a lot of the defense for there was, oh, it's it's for the kids. It's supposed to be fun and for the kids. In that breakaway challenge that sucked, Mitch Marner did a skit that was based on Miami Vice. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> Miami Vice. Original air date. September 16th, 1984. <laughs> That's Hawaii 5-0. Fuck! It's just how much you Hawaii 5-0. Retire! 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 <laughs> oh my That's God. proof, see? We're gonna, <sighs> I'm afraid we're going to have to play Ishul again, but it won't be as good as last time. We'll just care. play Volta. We'll play Volta instead. Oh, fine. I told no, no, Sin no. about the magic of, of Volta on FIFA. Oh, my God. That's still anyone who does me getting FIFA. I think, uh, fuck it, I'll find a it's way on, to get It's FIFA on uh, Game Pass right now. Uh, through the EA Vault. Pass, I'm sure. Well, um, it's basically wait, Mario yeah, Party should... FIFA. There are mini games like Dodgeball <laughs> where you just kick the ball <laughs> at each other's heads as hard as you fucking can. You're fucking flying. Oh my god, it's so good. Four square. It's awesome. Uh, final air date for Miami Vice, by the way, was January of 1990. For the kids. Oof. David Pasternak, while hilarious and annoying as P.K. Subban's like, okay, happy, let's go happy, because it was happy Gilmore, you see. Uh, David Pasternak, uh, with an homage to happy Gilmore. Endo, when is your birthday? When were you born? May, uh, May 13th, 1998. Four years before he was born. Yeah. Two. Happy Gilmore oh, was came in uh, February of 96. <laughs> or the kids. Like, though. I was a kid then. I wasn't allowed to watch it till I was I was. Older. I was a week away from turning two. For fuck's sake. Like, man. In the All-Star game itself, there was a reviewed and called off goal in the All-Star game. Second time this has happened, by the way. A three-on-three tournament. Which was run by the Atlantic, by the way, so that's cool, I guess. Um, Dude, (laughs) three-on-three hockey with players at 15% of their abilities. Blocking sucks. You know what you should do? you're gonna do that shit have it be a celebrity guest like if you're if you're gonna do this shit in la you bring out fucking ron burgundy you, you, you do something like that we go back to toronto make it i don't know justin bieber 
or like I don't know someone make it Drake. Drake's gonna be at the at the twenty twenty four All Star game, and he's okay. gonna. <laughs> they should. I don't know. They should be playing for something like. Right, like, oh, you're yeah. playing for money in a car. Like, yeah, that's gonna get these fucking millionaires out of bed. A Honda Civic. <laughs> you're playing for a Honda Civic. <laughs> Powered by Honda. Go fuck yourself. Oh my god. It's, it's like a the fucking only time, Bugatti. Like the Christ. only time that this was amazing was when John Scott was in the All-Star because he's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get this right. car and this cash prize. I like, need that Honda Civic. I need that. <laughs> like to that your was idea. the last time the All-Star game was actually exciting, and it felt like the players actually tried a little bit. Maybe the year after that huh? a little bit too, with McDavid is in there, but the guys don't try now. Like, Hear me it's out. Crazy. I, I honestly, I remember watching the one with John Scott and kind of people were actually fired up and kind of trying to score and trying to win. Yeah, it's John Scott. I could be wrong, but I want to go back, watch those games, watch them, compare them to today, and I bet it's a vast visual difference. Oh, completely. Yeah, hundred percent. It, uh, it's they haven't really changed up the formula in the way that would make innovation happen. For example, I watched the AHL All Star game. And their all-star game was really fucking simple. And the one thing that they did that the NHL didn't do is part of the glass was taken off so that way you could be more interactive with the fans. So, like, you'd have, like, the regular glass on there, right? I think in the, the long stretch of the ice, like, the middle boards, all that was off. It was, like, off, but at the ends where the goaltenders were, the glass was still there. <laughs> little little Timmy just got slashed <laughs> out of the fucking teeth. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> It's like a kid wearing 3D glasses. It's like it looks like it's coming right at me. Get jackass. <laughs> oh, oh man. But like they had very simple stuff. They had um like a very, very simplistic um relay race where it was, alright, just just skate, go through the pylons, whatever, go on the other side, without the puck. Like skate all the way up with the puck, skate all the way to the end, and grab it and go through a relay, and you pass it to your pass it to the guy on your team, like stuff like that. Then they had the the simple one with the goal, which was like fast, fastest saves, and then like Joe Wall won that by like stopping like ten out of uh, eight out of ten shots in like ten seconds or something like that. It was like keep it very simple. You don't have to do these elaborate things with skits or different interpretive dances and all that because it just I know the whole point is like oh show them what personality and all that, but. In the same breath, they they don't have any. Their 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 ideas aren't working too well. I think um, what is his name? Uh, Dan O'Toole, former PSN, uh, great had an idea. Was like, why don't you just team up with Nickelodeon? Have a mm. Nick, ha- have that like a Nickelodeon All Star game. Have a bunch of slime and all that. Just have around and have fun with it. Let let the pros you know how to like do stuff with like with kids and know how to interact with that youth demographic do their thing. Keep it interactive and have like a like work together kind of thing. It just seems like every year the NHL All Star Game is kind of like thrown together haphazardly in the last five minutes. It's like, all right, here's our budget. Where do you want to waste it on now? Mm. Like, I don't get it. If you can't find a way to make the players play competitively, which is going to be more difficult because people don't want to risk injury, you need to find a way to make it more fun. You cannot do this again of just these players going out of 
and barely fucking trying. It's horrific, horrific television. Final thing I wanted to mention, um, Sidney Crosby was quoted in essentially saying he he's all for a change in uh, in playoff format, going back to one through eight as opposed to this weird wild card setup. Um, not exactly breaking news. That's how most of us feel. Uh, but it's interesting. I, I agree with the takes that I've seen. That it's like, hey, look, Sidney Crosby's not being apolitical about something. And in terms of hockey, like, you know, whenever star players in the NHL are asked, like, hey, do you think the league should change something? It's always, oh, you know, maybe, maybe not. Sidney Crosby outright being like, yeah, no, this playoff format's kind of jank is is kind of nice. Um, you know, I'm looking at the playoffs right now and uh, the matchups that we would have in the East. If we go off the current format, it would be Boston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Washington, New Jersey, and the Rangers, Leafs, Lightning. If we look off of conference, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, it would be Boston, Washington, Carolina, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and the New York Rangers, Tampa, Toronto, actually. So subtle changes. Uh, So maybe this season it doesn't quite apply. Uh, But certainly last season, it would have been a pretty big factor. Uh, I'm quite sure the Leafs would have uh, would have avoided the the Tampa. Actually, they might actually Jesus. They still might not have avoided the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck. Well, Sid's got a point, but at the same time, maybe it's not all that different. <laughs> that that, yeah. that that's the thing that I'm saying. It's like every time when Toronto takes the lead on whining about it, they would be in the same situation playing Tampa in the first fucking round anyway. Yep. Um, it's Tampa. Yeah. It's either Tampa or Boston or some other team. that's like yeah. this in six. It's like. All right. And the only reason Toronto started whining about it is because they kept getting fucking their butts blasted in the first round by whoever they went up against. And, you know, I, I told, you know, I was like, shut up. Um, here's the thing. Another and the other reason uh, kind of against it, you have to play all those teams anyway. If you want to make it to the very end, the goal is not to get out of the first round. That's a shit goal. That's the our goal, goal is to make the Stanley Cup. You have to beat all those teams anyway. Better for ratings if you went back to one eight, maybe. But at the same time, sometimes you want to watch that incredible first round like I did versus Tampa and Toronto. That was one of the best series that I've ever watched. And again, mm-hmm. I don't think that matchup would have been different in the 1-8 format last year, would it? No. From what I was the exact same. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. All you Toronto fans, I'm going to dip my tea bag into your cup. You know, Sin, it's, it's a shame. You know, if only there was a Canadian division, then maybe then the Leafs could make it out of the first round. <laughs> It was three to one. With that, everybody, thank you for listening and watching this episode of the Tukey's Take podcast. Let us know um, what. Well, you'll know what episode title I chose, but which one do you think it should have been? Four options. Madam Zeroni, EA peaked in high school, DMT Slapshot, or uh, or Blasted Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto's Blasted Butts. Their butts blasted. Oh. God, gentlemen, this was good. This was a fun one. We didn't plan on going over an hour because we didn't think we had that much to talk about, but here we are. Uh, Again, we've had a good run of shows lately, and hopefully, again, for those of you that that watch and support the show, you have enjoyed. Again, we are coming up on a bit of a break. I think we have three shows left before Sin and I, you know, have to take a little bit of time off, so we'll uh, continue to update that as uh, we get closer to the day. In the meantime, uh, Endo Mills Home Renovator, what do you got going on? Shut your mouth. Um, change my room up again. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put my, my desk on the ceiling. I'm going to take my myself to the trash. ceiling. My old setup was trash. 
Uh, I was going to proposition an idea for the All-Star game is that uh, the winning team will win division. Each get a single point going towards their team. You know, boost up the set. You have actual like standings to go for. Like you, you get a point. That would create Don, so much hatred. I think Don yeah. Cherry would explode. This isn't hockey. You're playing three on three. These games don't matter. Let me finish, Ron. Hold on, you're going a little too far there today. Hey, fuck uh, you! Uh, fucking pinko and vice versa. Shutting down. Oh, my sorry, I'm playing more high fire rush. I'm probably going to stream it. I'm in the. Uh, there are some secret areas that are like for the new game plus. I unlock them. And there's another secret area I have to do through as well. So I might stream it. Um, mm. That game is very addictive. It it's it's just like okay, I'm gonna play that game. Oh, it's five a.m. Oh shit, I should go to bed. Three more hours later, I'm still playing it. It's it's it, the difficulty pipe like peaks up a lot when you're playing the new game plus stuff. There's a uh, you know extra content. It's yeah. basically. They're sequel baiting, but it's so good. Sam, what do you got going on? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm still doing my Draft the Glory series on YouTube. Now that we don't have as many casts coming up, I'll be able to pump that out and finish that series before we head off to Finland. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what I'm waiting on and looking forward to is getting back to the happiest place on Earth. There you go. Seeing my peeps over there. There it is. Uh, and of course, I am still grinding out the roster editing stuff, paying attention to the Beanpot tournaments. Uh, it's an NCAA tournament, kind of New England based, in which Merrick Hayduk scored the first goal of the tournaments. Milan Hayduk's 19 year old son. I, I, I am just, it's, you know, that gif. Of just like the instant age. Yep, yep. <laughs> just that. looking down at the gray. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, is that his kid at this point? And I'm just like, oh, all right. Yeah, uh, Milan Hayduk had uh, twin sons who were both 19 and playing college hockey. Actually, one's in college hockey, one's in the BCHL. But uh, holy fuck! With that, now that uh, some of you also feel as old as we do, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Shout out to our friends at Manscaped, and we will see you all later this week. Where Endo has a different room setup. <laughs> Again. You know, just in spite, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a mattress on the wall. I'm gonna have like a new desk. And I'm gonna like move to Kentucky. There's gonna be cattle behind me as well, too. <laughs>